Hey, this is Tony Boss Bowling coming to you from the Lincoln Attic Podcast. Hey, hey, it's ODB, the Lincoln Attic, back with another episode. Finally, it seems like it's been a while. I want to thank the sponsors of Lincoln Attic Podcast. That includes Devious Customs. I always tell uh, the listeners that if you want to do some upgrading to your car, whether it's kind of a resto mod or maybe you want to change some window switches and kind of update them to a more modern switch, hit up DeviousCustoms.com. Jeff and team will get you squared away. If you go under Shop Lincolns, there's a ton of different parts, whether you're looking to do stereo upgrades, suspension upgrades, or as I mentioned, one of his famous parts is the window switch upgrade. So DeviousCustoms.com. I want to thank Colorado Custom Wheels. They make the Lincoln replica wheels that look just like the hubcaps. Hit up Michael and team, ColoradoCustom.com. Big shout out to Steel Rubber. If you're a new listener, we've had the owner of Steel Rubber on in the past to talk about the differences in their weather stripping versus the competition. S-T-E-E-L-E rubber.com. Hit them up for a free catalog. If you have a Lincoln, you need to be sealed with steel. Also, Griot's Garage. Big shout out to Nick and team over at Griot's. My favorite car detailing products. Also had Nick on. He's a Lincoln addict, and uh, he's a huge supporter of Lincoln Addict Podcast. Hit up Griot's, G-R-I-O-T-S, Garage. They're also on YouTube. If you're like me and you don't know much about detailing, you can check them out on social media or, as I mentioned, YouTube and find ways on how to detail your ride. Good people, great products, griotsgarage.com. All right, so on this episode, I'm going to talk about 1961 Lincoln Continental design. I'm going to call it exterior aesthetics because I want to focus this episode on kind of just talking about the exterior. You know, what was different from 60 to 61? What are the key differences in 61 versus, you know, obviously 62 and beyond? The 61's always fascinated me because it it kind of had that Thunderbirdish front end. I won't talk a lot about how we got to that design. There's a whole story behind it. There's a website if you want to check out more information on it. Uh, go to Dean's, D-E-A-N-S, garage.com. Uh, Dean's Garage, it says the future is back. And if you uh, scroll through some of his content, he's got a part one and a part two on design of the 1961 Lincoln Continental. This guy's got a ton of good information. He, of course, sources uh, key information as well. And uh, there's a book that I'll talk about in the future that um, you may want to get your hands on. And it it really breaks down a lot of the information that Dean kind of shares. So that's pretty cool. But again, I won't talk a lot about how we got to where we were with the 61. But I want to talk about the aesthetics, focusing on the exterior of the cars, we'll call it. The episode overview is brought to you by our family at Devious Customs. As I mentioned uh, just a moment ago, uh, DeviousCustoms.com. And again, if you want to customize your Lincoln, look no further than Devious. Uh, When you go to the website, you go Kits and Parts and Shop Lincolns. And again, you're going to see a lot of different stuff there. Everything from windshields to parts to upgrade uh, your car if you want to do a modern engine. I think one of the best-selling pieces, though, are the billet switch panels. And again, that allows you to upgrade your window switches. So much more as well, 
deviouscustoms.com. Let Jeff and team know that we sent you. Now, one of the things I like to do before we get to the main topic is just kind of cover some of the different items I like to go over, and we'll start with the previous episode recap. It does seem like it's been a while. I'm not going to judge myself too much because it seems like it's been far too long, but definitely juggling a lot, And um, but I love doing what I do, and I'm really going to focus on uh, 2024 with more content, but let's start with the previous episode recap. Uh, If you haven't, check out episode 34 if you're new to this podcast or you recently found us, you know, go back and listen to those other episodes. Typically, Apple Podcasts app will let you go back pretty far. If you want to go back to the beginning, you can download Podbean. Again, it is free as well. And you can search Lincoln Addict. That is who hosts the podcast. And you can go back and listen to most of those episodes, all the way back to episode one, rather. Now, the previous episode recap. I talked about on episode 34, kind of Lincoln cooling system, uh, systems, and so much more. Uh, one of the big things there was I talked about the nuances of owning a Lincoln because uh, it's a Lincoln overheating uh, vapor lock and what that is and some of those challenges. Uh, of course, some custom alternatives such as using aftermarket parts. Uh, make sure you go back and check out that episode so often there's people that kind of get into these cars or they, they find that they want to own one. And you got to remember that when you buy one of these cars and you're making that investment, I guess you could say, you don't always realize like, wow, you know, I want to be able to get in, turn the key and cruise the car. But there's things that you want to kind of know before you, you, you go and buy one because you kind of go, wow, you know, here I am, got the family in the car and we're breaking down, vapor lock. You know, I'm having issues, car doesn't run, you know, all of that can put stress on you, it can put stress on the family and things like that. So some of the tips that I try to share are just things that you got to think ahead uh, on uh, or things that if you know and you kind of learn some of these items, you'll know what to ask or what to look for if and when in the future you go to purchase one of these cars. So they might be tips that you refer back to. Uh, So many people go, hey, I appreciate the information. I I always reinforce that I wouldn't know anything if it wasn't for folks like Chris Dunn, Teresa Connor, Blair Farmer, John Cashman, Tony Boss Bolin. You know, a lot of people that have taught me certain things. Of course, here I don't give away all the secrets, but I'd like to give you guys enough to be kind of, um, you know, semi-experts and going, hey, I need to look for this, right? I need to look for that. And believe me, it will go a long way. So again, check out episode 34 if you haven't already. There's tons of other um, episodes before that. I talked about sedans versus convertibles, those differences. We had Jimmy Lincoln on, David Escalante with Suicide Kings and Friends earlier this year, Larry Highbloom. And we talked about part scammers with um, John uh, from Stegan Lincoln and so much more. So a good amount of episodes this year, but definitely I want to do more. The previous episode recap is brought to you by our family at Griot's Garage. And like I said, G-R-I-O-T-S garage.com. But wait, there's more. If you go on YouTube and you check them out, they've been doing these Q&A sessions and really just talking about some of their new products. One of their new products is super cool. It's all new, super concentrated car wash pod. So if you've ever used Tide Pods in your actual uh, washing machine at home for your laundry, uh, they have come out with a product very similar to that. But the pod, you drop in the bucket 
and it's pretty cool. It's kind of a space saver, I guess, to a certain extent. But uh, check out their website, Griots with an S Garage. That's G R I O T S Garage.com. All right, next we got Lincoln Life updates. So, not a lot to talk about here. I will say there seems like there's more and more Lincolns uh, being built and kind of coming out of the woodworks every single day. I think that's a good thing. Uh, so often, you know, I talk about the numbers and, and, you know, there's not a lot of these cars and so on and so forth, but they do seem to continue to be brought uh, to the forefront. You know, people like Mario at Lincoln Boys out in California, you know, continuing to, to find these cars and, you know, bring them up to par so that they can be sold and put back on the road. Very different dynamic than what folks have told me, like Chris Dunn that owns Lincoln Land, you know, in the early 80s when these cars, nobody wanted them. They were gas guzzlers, you know, coming out of the 70s with the gas prices and things. And, you know, cars would be a parts car if it had a dented fender and things like that. Nowadays, because the cars are seemingly pretty scarce, you know, there's a lot of cars that are being refurbished and brought back uh, from kind of the dead, so to speak, uh, if that makes sense. So uh, certainly that's pretty cool. It just blows me away that that we continue to see all of uh, these different cars come out. Now, there's also a lot of awesome builders out there, and I will say this, good guys, a rotting customs. They shared a video, which I reshared. They said 2023 Custom Rod of the Year finalist presented by Vintage Air, which was Todd Wallace's 63 Lincoln Continental. His is a hard top because he did the pillar delete. There is a full write-up on Fuel Curve. So if you've never heard of Fuel, F-U-E-L, Curve.com, that website is under the Good Guys umbrella, and they did a full feature on that car. So uh, you can definitely check it out. Uh, Metalworks uh, was also awarded a GM Retro Iron Builder of the Year finalist for this Lincoln. And I know you're thinking, hey, GM? Well, whether you love it or not, or whether you like it or not, a lot of folks are putting the GM power plants in these old school Lincolns. So uh, that's what was done here. Certainly when you look at it, I know sometimes people go, oh, you lost me at a GM engine. Hey, the car's cruising down the road, and to me, that's what matters. So Certainly may not be my first choice. And people go, well, what is your first choice? My first choice is really not even to do an engine swap. You know, I look at it and say, you know, a solid running engine that's well-maintained can last forever, you know, seemingly. But, um, you know, there's there's folks out there that go, hey, I want to do something big. I want to do a resto mod and things like that. And that's what uh, Todd did, of course, with this one working back with Metalworks Speed Shop. So again, you can check us out on social media. I shared a video and it was pretty cool to see it. I think Todd even chimed in on Facebook and he said, hey, I hadn't seen that video. So thanks for sharing. And uh, we love what we do here at Lincoln Addict, uh, sharing all of the stuff in social media. So many of you comment and uh, definitely appreciate it. Next up in for Lincoln Life Updates is something near and dear to my heart. I talked a lot about it earlier this year with John from Steakin Lincoln, and that is parts scammers, okay? I cannot reinforce this enough. And the way social media is, you have to be diligent. If people hit you up, hey, do you need parts? Be skeptical of that. I mean, who in their right mind has time to go out on social media and just start pinging people? 
hey, I've got this car. Do you need something off of it? You know, think of it. Be very skeptical. I'm very skeptical when people knock on my door. I I never... I don't think I've ever bought anything from a door-to-door salesperson. I'm not saying that that you know, is a bad uh, job for someone to have. I know it's different in different parts of the country, but I'm very skeptical anytime somebody goes, hey, let's sell you this cleaner that's going to clean your driveway. It's like, okay, I could pour bleach down and do that, right? Uh, it's only $20. Give me a check now. That's what people do in social media. And again, I could go through a whole episode or a whole segment every single episode but please, everyone works hard for their money. Most people do. And the last thing I want to see is anyone lose their money because of a part scammer. And we're continuing to see it. It actually frustrates me just to see these part scammers and how many people are following them. Okay. Just the other day on my mini truck page, which is our lifestyle podcast. I uh, post here and there some throwback uh, BMX stuff, right? Old school BMX, it's referred to as. So what these scammers do in that realm is they look at these hashtags. And then what they do is they'll comment on your post and they'll go, hey, bud, that's a nice bike, right? They're thinking that someone's going to go, oh, man, they're they're hoping that I'm going to go, oh, that's cool. Someone likes what I got. Let me click on his profile and hit follow. Well, of course, I don't do that. I do click on the profile and I see... It's blaringly, it's it's scammy all over it. You click the triple dots, you look at account info, you see it's not in the U.S. All of the photos have different backgrounds. Very scammy. What they want to do is get they, they want to get their followers up so that they look more legit. Wow, this guy's got four thousand followers. You know, he must be legit. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna send him you know fifteen hundred dollars to buy a bicycle, right? Well, that's what we're seeing again in the Lincoln community, and we're seeing it in any community, whether it's you know, Mopar stuff or old school BMX, skateboards, uh, you name it. I could spot these uh, accounts a mile away just by looking at the names. A lot of times there's underscores. For example, there's a page that's Lincoln underscore slab underscore family. So you look at that and go, wow, you know, that's a family account, man. That's the slab family. I want to be a part of that family. Of course, this is Instagram I'm talking about. They've only got photos of the high-end parts, the bucket seats, uh, the rare hood ornaments and things like that. Of course, they've got uh, 4,800 followers. They're following almost 6,000. You click on the triple dots, you click account info, not in the U.S. Okay, that's the first thing. So I'm going to get off my high horse and just reinforce, please be conscious of these different scammers. I would like to say you could reach out to me but I, I mean, I can't look at all of the direct messages I receive. It's very tough to kind of keep up with all of that and other things I'm doing. But rest assured, reach out to you know myself or someone in the Lincoln community. And uh, Tony Boss Bolins, he's got a 1960s Lincoln's parts page on Facebook. And we kind of shut down the parts on the Lincoln Attic page because there were so many scammers. You know, they'll take a photo and they'll post it and say, hey, does anyone need anything off this Lincoln? Well, now they're getting engagement. Oh, yeah, I need this. Oh, yeah, I need that. Next thing you know, that post starts to look legit because you got all these people commenting. What they're trying to do is win over, you know, the audience. You know, they're trying to win over and go, hey, yeah, I'm legit. No. And then they'll fire right back if you start to go, hey, this kind of seems like a scam. Oh, what are you talking about and all that stuff. So, again, be weary of 
folks that are trying to sell parts online. Um, I even say cars online to a certain extent. That's a whole other episode. There's tons of scammers like on Hemmings.com. Just, I mean, there's scam after scam after scam. What I always tell people when they post in these pages and go, hey, I'm looking for this part. I go, well, there's a place called Lincoln Land. <laughs> and it's been open 40 years. Have you tried to call there? Just give them a call. Oh, no, I haven't called there yet. I'm like, that should be the first place. Now, granted, there's Stinkin' Lincoln, there's um, Lincoln Boys, there's Tony Boss Bolin. You know, there's, there's a handful of Lincoln community folks. But certainly, if you're looking for a part and you haven't called Lincoln Land or one of those other folks I mentioned, you, you got to stop and kind of reset and go, what am I doing here, right? I mean, call the people, which we refer to, the LincolnForum.net has referred to these folks for a very long time as, quote, unquote, the usual suspects. And if you ever hear me say that, that's just basically referring to the usual suspects, you know, the normal part suppliers that you would go to. So again, if you need a part, don't rely on someone sending you a direct message. Um, you know, Facebook is fine for messenger and things like that. Uh, some of these, these folks are going to say, Hey, send me a message. You got to be kind of weary of that. You know, ask people, you know, post in these Facebook groups, Hey, this guy, Joe Schmo is trying to uh, I'm looking to buy a part from him. Does any has anybody dealt with him? You know, and then people will chime in, of course, on that. So, anyways, part scammers, Lincoln underscore slab underscore family. That's definitely a scammer. Also, beware of buying cars online. Okay, and I know this sounds crazy. There are reputable places. eBay long has been. Bring a trailer. I love the website. You know, there's those kind of places that you kind of go. Okay, that's a staple. But We've seen this rise in social media, and I did this back in 2019. I had a whole, I have a whole page, you know, the Lincoln Broker, right? I started that. I I did that. I sold. I had a good amount of cars. I helped buy and sell just in one year period. A lot, a lot of cars helped a lot of people sell. Helped a good amount of people buy. You got to be careful too. Um, Sometimes when I have time, if it's a friend and they go, hey, I'm looking to buy this car, do you know anything about it? And boom, there's red flags. So, you know, you got to remember when people want to move a car, you know, they're they're going to take certain photos of it. They want it to look a certain way. They're going to wax it up and make it look all pretty and things like that. So I always say be very weary of, of trying to buy a car, you know, through social media I had good success, but I was always very upfront with people, and I did the best I could to say, hey, look at these photos. I want to make sure. Fly down if you can. And that's what I always tell people with these Instagram pages that are growing. Uh, and even uh, Barrett Jackson, I, I've seen, and I don't want to talk about some of these cars, I mean, some real lipsticks on a pig. I mean, some horrible cars. People that have 80, 90 grand in, and these cars to me aren't worth $10,000, right? You have some of these builders, and some of them have gotten better, but some of them have built some stuff that I just go, wow, dude, like the people that paid the 80 grand to have it done, and they're going, they're sick to their stomach, and they have to punt the car and sell it. Uh, you just have to be weary of these different places. And like what I always tell people, um, it's fine for someone to sell a car or to help somebody buy and sell. I've done that. But my number one thing is, please, if you can, go see these cars in person. You know, I, I've heard people go, oh, I'm too busy to do that. And I go, okay, so you're going to wire 80 grand and you're going to get something potentially and you're going to be upset with it. 
you were too busy to maybe have a $400 flight or send someone, you know, and pay someone a couple hundred dollars to look at something, you know, don't be that person. So again, just kind of dovetailing off of the, the part scammers, just be very weary. Also on, as I mentioned on Hemmings.com, there are so many scam classifieds. I've seen this for 10, 15 years where people will say, hey, you know, they got a car for sale. And you're like, oh, this is great, man. You know, you, you message them. Hey, I'm out of town right now. Uh, or the seller's out of town. He's a doctor. You know, he's flying. Uh, I, You know, you're not going to be able to see the car. Now, what's ironic is I helped a doctor buy and sell several Lincolns. I think at one point he had five Lincolns. So in hindsight, it's another reason why I kind of don't really help do the buying and selling anymore with the Lincoln broker stuff is, you know, here I was, you know, preaching about all these things you got to be weary of. And then I'm sitting here helping a real doctor buy and sell cars. And I thought to myself afterwards, like, there's people probably sitting at home going, yeah, right. Yeah, you're, you're helping a doctor sell two cars. And I was like, yeah, I helped him buy the two cars and now he wants to sell them. So, you know, you have to just be weary of things and you have to go and put eyes on a car if you can. I'll do some more discussions in the future, especially on YouTube, about different cars. And I don't want to like nail certain sellers or cer- certain builders and things like that. But I- I've seen some things that kind of make me sick to my stomach. And the number one thing I would tell people is do not buy a car, if at all possible, Unless you know this car inside and out, do not buy a car sight unseen. Now, I've done it before. I I knew the person. I knew the car. I saw photos. I, I, I knew what I was getting, okay? And I told myself, if if something goes awry, it's on me, 100%. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to go on you know, Facebook and social media and complain about it. I'm going to own it. I've seen people, I don't want to go into this example, but um, I think it was in the last year, a guy buys a car, guy's got tons of money, and you know some baller guy sends his son, who was you know, a driving age, um, across town to buy a Lincoln. The kid gets there, they start the car, the kid drives it home. We're talking like 30 minutes, 45 minutes away. The guy gets home and sees the car that he just gave his son a grip of money to go buy, and the guy flips out. He's like, man, this is a pile of junk. It's like, who was that on? <laughs> That's on you. <laughs> you know, Why would you just give your son all this money to go buy a car and you haven't even went to inspect it, right? I just don't understand that. And some people have so much money, maybe they don't care. But it's like, surely you do care if you're complaining afterwards. It's like, be careful. So anyways, enough with the rant. Those are my Lincoln Life updates for this episode, brought to you by our family at Steel Rubber, S-T-E-E-L-E, rubber.com. Let the team know that uh, ODB from Lincoln Attic sent you. They're great people, uh, family-owned business. I think one of the, the biggest things about their products are if you own one of these Lincolns, you got to keep the moisture out. You want to keep the wind noise down. They're an investment. These parts aren't super cheap. Get the weather stripping from steel rubber and know that you are sealed with steel. Okay, next we're going to talk about Lincoln sales. And one of the big cars that's going to be coming up for sale in uh, 2024 at Scottsdale. So Barrett-Jackson, that's Barrett with two T's, dashjackson.com. If you want more information, you can Google uh, Barrett-Jackson-Scottsdale.com. 
1964 Lincoln Continental convertible or something to that effect. Okay. This car is uh, coming up for sale, and Ali, who we had on when David Escalante had called Ali, Ali owns the Isotope Wheel Company. So a lot of these wheels that you'll see on a lot of Lincolns are from that brand, okay? Now, he has, uh, if you remember when he came on, you know he talked briefly about kind of what he had going on at that point. Now, he's built some pretty cool Lincolns. He's taken them to auction. Of course, you know, these are no reserve auctions. Huge gamble. And what we've seen is I've covered a lot of these sales on the YouTube channel and some here on Lincoln Attic Podcast where, you know, cars are all over the map sometimes. We're seeing a lot of these Lincolns, as I mentioned earlier, with GM drivetrains, whether you love or hate that. That's kind of been a big uh, push and a big thing, movement, if you will, in the Lincoln scene. Now, what Ollie's doing with this car is it's a 64, which is super desirable, triple black continental, convertible, of course. This is a resto mod, but it has a Coyote GT50 engine with a Ford 6R80 trans. It's got the Holly Terminator X uh, Max, and it's got a ton of other stuff. Uh, on this car. So I'm very anxious to see what this car goes for. Now, in the past on my YouTube channel, Lincoln Addict, I've talked about some of these auctions. You'll have a Lincoln that's that's a stock Lincoln go for, you know, 130000 And then you'll have this Restro Mod Lincoln that'll go for sometimes 10 or 12, 15 grand more. And if you really look at it, a lot of times these cars have a ton more money in them. So We've seen some different fluctuation. I'm curious to see as we get into 2024 with where we're at kind of economy-wise and you know these people throwing around money and stuff to see what Ollie's car brings. Now, I'm of the mindset of I want these folks like him that build very cool cars, in my opinion. I want them to get the most they can. I'm also of the opinion I want people to know what they're getting. That's why I spend the time to go through these different uh, listings and sometimes even after the fact, you know, talk about a car. Why did it, you know, sell for so much? Why did it not sell for more and things like that? But certainly I think this one's kind of special in a lot of ways because it is black. It is a 64. It does have a Coyote. It has a lot more into it. My thought is, I mean, this car easily should hit 150 a lot more as well than that, you know, 150, 200,000 plus, but we'll have to kind of see where it lands at. I know he's anxious because as Ali had mentioned, I think when he was on that when he's at these events and he's standing by the car and people walk up and he hears the comments, Oh, it's pretty cool, but it's got a GM engine. You know, I would have been a bitter if it had a coyote or if it had a Ford drivetrain. So certainly I could see that. I think it's a cool car. Uh, one of the things I've noticed is he doesn't, uh, the last couple cars I can remember, and this one in particular, doesn't have air suspension. This one has a control arm setup and a four link with a QA1 double adjustable coilover. So, you know, you look at the car and you go kind of, it has a cool stance. It is a resto mod, but it is not airbagged. So to me, that's one thing that I love airbagged Lincolns. Although I do love stock Lincolns, um, that's one thing that I that to me, if I own this car, uh, you know, I would want to put it on air. But Ali would probably disagree and say, "Hey, have you ridden in the car? It rides awesome." You know what I mean? So, 
again, it's got some things I like about it. I, I wish him the best. And just know as we move into January, I'll be highly kind of tuned in, if you will, to what to expect with Barrett Jackson. I'll be watching for other Lincolns that come up. And of course, there's other auctions that I'll be touching upon. A lot of those reviews I'll do on Lincoln Attic YouTube channel. So uh, shout out to Ali. Again, if you Google Barrett Jackson, Scottsdale 2024, 1964 Lincoln, it's going to pop up right there and uh, you'll see the photos. Lincoln Sales brought to you by our family over at AccuAir. Speaking of air suspension, ACCUair.com, that is your number one source for your air suspension components. Uh, if you want to have a system where you get in, you turn the key, you start the car, and the car levels right up to whatever your preset height is for your, quote, drive height, you can do that with AccuAir. It's pretty cool. And to me, it's super fun to air the car out or raise the car all from your iPhone or Android device, AccuAir.com for more information. Okay, next we got Lincolns in movies, TV shows, music videos, album covers, you name it. Uh, here's a cool movie called The Defilers. It's a 1965 film. And I always love seeing these Lincolns in these old films, especially around the time. It's a 65 film. But it's it was uh, has a '64 Lincoln Continental convertible in it. So, like, imagine that car was, you know, potentially brand new or less than ten thousand miles, or maybe way less than that. You know, it's cool to see because there's so few photos of these cars when they're brand new or in a dealership uh, setting, if you will. I mean, sure, there are photos out there, and I do some deep digging sometimes. I go down some bunny trails to find photos, but there's not as much as you would expect, and I love watching these old films where you get a sneak peek into these Lincolns, how they looked brand new, you know, what were the other cars on the road at that time. This film is also cool because it's got a 62 Buick uh, Special Skylark. It's got, a dare I say, the C word, a Cadillac. Uh, Chrysler Windsor, a lot of cool cars. And as you would imagine, the film was made in 65. So it's a lot of those cars from the 50s and mid 60s. Uh, pretty cool uh, stuff there. And yeah, so check it out if you could find it. The Defilers movie, 1965. So Lincoln's in movies, TV shows, and album covers, music videos, you name it. That's what I got for this episode. I'll hit you with another one next episode. Next, we got Smuggler's Blues and Rita Hayworth updates. So my 64 and 65, I am very thankful to own these cars. I never thought that I would even own one Lincoln convertible, let alone to have these two cars to kind of be the curator, if you will. All I can tell you is I have been enjoying the cars over the holidays. It's been a lot of fun, especially the red car, you know, taking it to a local cruise-in right before Christmas. Uh, I threw a toboggan. Uh, I live in Florida, but yeah, we have a toboggan here. Uh, my buddy Tony Boss Boland owns it. And uh, I said, hey, Tony, let me borrow the toboggan, if you don't mind. Uh, he would throw it on top of the Country Squatter wagon that he had that he bought from Chris at Lincoln Land. And it looked so cool. So I ended up throwing it in the backseat of the car, took it to a local cruise in, got a lot of smiles. A lot of people loved it. So uh, pretty cool. We used the photo for a quick family photo, which I had been planning the last couple of years. I finally did it this year. But we'll do some more of that next year. But all I can tell you is it's still been beautiful. We're just now getting to convertible weather here in Florida, in my opinion. 
Uh, high of, you know, high 60s, low 70s, really, really nice. Sorry for all you uh, northerners or folks that are in kind of colder parts of the world. But those are the updates that I have. Just enjoying the cars. More to come in 2024 on these two Lincolns. Uh, next, I want to do shout outs. Thanks to all the supporters. I really want to uh, produce more content, as I said at the top. My focus going into next year is really going to be heavily on YouTube, although I will continue to uh, produce podcast episodes, kind of audio podcast episodes here. So I'm trying to figure out in my mind how many I want to commit to. Is it 12, right? One a month, I think would be a good number for me. I would like to produce more than 12 next year. You know, maybe it's 12 to 20. We'll kind of have to see. If I didn't do the listing reviews and I didn't focus on any of the YouTube content for Lincoln Addict, I think I would produce probably 24 to 36 episodes in a year here. But my focus really I want to have on YouTube because I love that the content is archived there. You've got a visual aspect. You've got the audio aspect. So, of course, these podcast episodes also live there, if you will. But... I really want to tell the story of these cars in a different way, and I think that's what you're going to see a little bit of a glimpse as we move into the title of this episode here in just a moment, the 61 Lincoln Continental Exterior, I guess aesthetics is what I'm going to call it. So again, shout out, thank you to all the supporters. And my off-topic closing thoughts, which was kind of a newer segment I recently launched, really was, I got ahead of myself there. It was, you know, to talk about setting the goal for 2024, you know, how much do I want to do? I do want to do, I do want to produce more features, right? So there's a good amount of people that live around here that I could go and do a very cool feature on their car to talk about it. How do they, you know, purchase it, things like that. So I think you'll see some of that as well. Uh, so I really want to get into more video production and of course, just driving more content. And uh, if you watch any of my videos on YouTube, I, I can't thank you enough. Please, please, please watch them all the way through if you can. Even if you got to get up from your computer and you're like, you know what? I can't listen to all this right now. I'm busy. Just let it play. You know, you can always go back and rewatch it. I'm trying to get to my 4,000. <laughs> I'm trying to get to my 4,000 hours watched for one year. That doesn't sound like a lot, but it really is a lot of minutes watched. And once I get there, I can hit a certain goal that I want to achieve. So uh, if you haven't followed me on YouTube, please do so. Just search Lincoln Addict. I think it's like youtube.com slash Lincoln Addict or something to that effect. But uh, you can go out there and um, there's playlists. You know, let them play through. That really helps me out. And uh, check out the content. Much more coming from me, ODB, the Lincoln Addict. With that being said, we're going to jump in now to our 1961 Lincoln Continental aesthetics. I want to talk about some of the differences. Please continue to listen to this episode here. But also when you're done, as I mentioned, please go out to YouTube. You'll get a chance to see a very cool uh, perspective of how I'm going to kind of tell the story of some of these aesthetic items. I know some of it for you know many of you know just as much, if not way more than I do, about these cars. You know, I've been studying them for a long time. I'm very fortunate to be friends with Chris Dunn at Lincoln Land. You know, there's things I could run by him. Uh, he helped me with this as well, so I want to give Chris a shout out uh, and his team at Lincoln Land. But 
If you want the visual aspect of what I'm about to go through, including some brochure scanned photos and things like that, uh, certainly listen here and then go check it out on YouTube. Without further ado, let's jump into the topic now. Hey, hey, it's ODB, the Lincoln Addict, and thanks for coming back here to check out my YouTube channel. This portion of the the audio that you're going to hear now is also available via Lincoln Addict Podcast for the episode where I talk about the exterior design aesthetics of the 1961 Lincoln Continental. So if you are watching this on YouTube, thank you very much. Please watch to the end. I'm going to share a lot of useful information. If you happen to find us through Lincoln Addict and you're listening through like uh, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts rather, or any other way that you found us, please also jump over to YouTube and stream the content because this portion on YouTube is going to have a visual aspect as well. So I'll be on camera, but there'll also be the visual aspect of me showing you what I'm actually talking about. So let's jump right in. Again, I can't thank you guys enough for uh, the continued support. Uh, It's definitely appreciated. Okay, so again, we're going to jump in here, and this is specific to the 1961 Lincoln Continental. I'm not going to talk about how we got to this design. There's a whole other backstory to it. There's a bunch of resources out there, and I'll possibly hit upon that topic in the future. But really, I think what I want to talk about today is when you think about the posts that I make from primarily 61 through 69 is what I focus on just because those are my favorite year Lincolns. And there's often comments, you know, people talk about they love the 61 the most in in many ways uh, because it was that kickoff of the new design. There's always great discussion points on social media, people that, you know, love the front ends of these cars. They love certain aspects. Maybe there's certain aspects that they don't like as much. You know, a lot of folks didn't like the wider white wall tire that was kind of coming out of the 50s. And uh, of course, the 61 has that, which you see here. So really what I want to do is really dive in. Think of this as a deep dive to talk about the 61. Everything exterior wise, if you're new to Lincolns and you don't know a lot about them, uh, rest assured, I think after you view and or listen to this, Uh, you'll get a chance to go, wow, I didn't realize that. Or, man, that's something I never noticed. Uh, There's a few people that have helped. Chris Dunn from Lincoln Land, much uh, love and respect to those guys over there. Uh, Chris has had a successful business 40 plus years. So uh, shout out to Chris Dunn at Lincoln Land. Also, Todd Allen, uh, someone that chimes in a ton via uh, our Facebook posts and things such as that. So it definitely helps kind of takes a village. Um, there are some people out there and some of you that may listen and you may know way more than I do. And that is uh, a tip of the cap from me to you. Uh, what I would say is chime in. Uh, if there's anything that you can add to this content via, let's say YouTube, uh, please leave a comment. It's definitely uh, much appreciated. So the 1961 Lincoln Continental that you see here, if you're watching via YouTube, you've got this very classy design. I think that word is one of the best descriptions that we can use for the 61 Lincoln. Anytime I post 61 through 63, so many people use that word, pure class, especially what you're seeing here is a white uh, 61 Lincoln Continental. And uh, we'll talk some about the design, some things that immediately stick out, like the antenna 
in 61 and 62 is on the rear, things like that. But there's other things that stick out as well that we're going to talk about. Um, I also want to mention, if, you, if you're if you watching this via YouTube, you'll see I do source most of the content. Um, this is from a Lincoln Motor Company brochure. And over the past few weeks, I have been kind of getting ready for this in, in social media because I posted you know, a lot of questions. I'll say, hey, does anybody know what year Lincoln this is? And it's not so much that I didn't know. It's me trying to kind of engage with the audience and so many of you have chimed in and, and said, wow, I don't know. Is it a 62? Is it a 63? You know, these different posts that I've made. So, you know, rest assured, we're kind of, a lot of us have learned over the course of time. I've looked at these cars a long time and there's still times when I scratch my head and go, wow, you know, what is it? You know, obviously people can change different parts on these cars and that makes it more difficult to tell. But you see on the left, the kind of the side shot of the 61, the driver's side. And then on the right, you've got, um, this was also in that same brochure, kind of more of a rare brochure. Uh, it says an invitation to see the most exciting car in America, which is super cool. Now here, this is going to be a lot of, um, not, not every slide is going to be exactly like this, but I did want to start off and kind of read a portion of this. This is also from a rare Lincoln Motor Company brochure. Some of these brochures are available on Lincoln's website under media, but it says the 61 Lincoln Continental is a totally new kind of luxury car. The result of three years of planning to create a motor car that embodies the finest in styling, comfort, reliability, and quality in a smart new size, ideally suited uh, to today's traffic. So remember, this is kind of written late... Um, you know, 1960, basically mid to late 1960. Uh, no other car has been designed more uh, with more thought, engineered with more precision, or crafted with more care. No expense or manufacturing skill has been spared in an effort to make the 61 Lincoln Continental uh, the most nearly perfect motor car in a humanly possible uh, to create. It, it, motor car, it is humanly possible to create. Um, it is built to standard so high that only Lincoln Continental, among all American motor cars, carries a dealer warranty of two years or 24,000 miles, whichever occurs first. Got to remember, I wasn't born in this era, um, and I wasn't alive in this era, rather. But uh, car manufacturers, I mean, it's different than what we see today with this, you know, 100,000-mile powertrain, uh, th you know, three-year, 36,000-mile, things like that. The two-year, 24,000-mile was kind of unheard of, or it was unheard of. As you look at the Lincoln Continental illustrated at the left, uh, you will see here it is an exciting new expression of the classic Continental design. The majestic beauty, the classic Continental uh, profile remains, but in a smart new size. That's going to be a key thing here. Uh, this is sleek new styling that will endure for years, indeed set the pace for others to follow. We've continued to see people comment about that with Elwood Ingalls' design here that we have, or that we see rather, and we'll continue to see throughout this uh, video and or podcast episode. The people talk about it's the most beautiful car ever designed. Obviously, you know, there's some people I think that are a little biased and they're probably saying, you know, American car for the most part. I'm not a car historian, uh, so certainly, uh, you know, I can't really put it into context where this car ranks with all cars ever produced, but certainly 
it's my favorite car uh, of all time. On the following pages, uh, we invite you to see specifically how Lincoln Continental has been designed to a a new higher standard in the luxury car field. So there's going to be more on the brochure a little bit later, but keep in mind, it's not going to be just this. We see on the right walnut instrument panel and matching wheel, which is super cool. I love that they offered walnut in those earlier year Lincolns. And then at the bottom right, the 1961 Lincoln Continental sedan interior uh, with kind of uh, a different, it's kind of hard to see. It says blue nylon and blue leather. Not all of the cars, most of them, I think, did have leather. But you'll sometimes see there were other options, believe it or not. Although we know that the the convertible typically had leather, but the sedan you could also order other options. But it is what it is. Now, um, I did want to also go into this piece. A The new size of the Lincoln Continental brings new handling ease to the luxury car field. This is one of the key selling points. If you think about the 58, 59, and 60 Lincoln, man, they were boats. So the design thought process here was they wanted to reduce the size of the car and you would think, wow, the 1961 still was a big car. Absolutely. But what it says here is the 61 Lincoln Continental is ideally sized for today's motoring. All unnecessary bulk and excess orientation have been eliminated. Overall, length has been reduced by almost 15 inches. Again, this is over the 60 model. The result is a car which is easy to park and garage and easy to maneuver in traffic. Steering is 25% easier, while startup acceleration is 11% faster. Everything that I've read, the Lincolns were losing money. They were not profitable. They were not profitable. Uh, that Lincoln division, as a lot of the purists will often reinforce, that it wasn't a Lincoln Continental in 58, 59, 60. But bottom line is, I've only had a couple people chime in and say it's not accurate that they were uh, losing money. Everything that I've read says they were losing money. So the the brand, and again, I don't want to get all into this, but the brand was potentially facing extinction. I, I don't know what the best word is. They were looking to possibly cut it out because, again, they weren't making money. So you could imagine they were going to move into the new decade, right? Kind of right at this point, 60 to, to 61. Um, moving into that first year of the decade, and they had this one shot to, you know, to do what they wanted to do, and this is this was the result of it. The new size Lincoln Continental attains uh, its easier handling and maneuvering without sacrificing any of the passenger space or comfort uh, you expect in a luxury car. That was a key thing. the The interior space is astonishing uh, for so sleek of a vehicle. And then finally, it says front seat room is practically the same as the 60 Continental driver's leg room is actually greater. Uh, There's additional foot room, both front and rear, because the floor tunnel hump is reduced by 40%. So if you didn't know, I mean, they factored in a lot of this stuff. If you think about how Apple launches an iPhone today, uh, they have these amazing, wonderful keynote presentations, and they talk about, you know, it's 10% thinner, and it's more battery, and it's this, and it's that. You know, companies have been using those same tactics and, and those same key elements to say, hey, this is how our product is better. Uh, so go buy it. So we'll start getting into the meat and potatoes here. The fun part for me, a lot of images in this presentation. So again, if you're listening through the audio portion, please finish out. That helps us. 
but don't forget to go over to YouTube and check us out via Lincoln Addict. This is the 61 Lincoln Continental front three-quarter shot from the passenger side. This is a Lincoln Motor Company or uh, Lincoln Mercury, if you will, division uh, press photo. Uh, these typically you can find on the internet, and we see the front three-quarter shot. Now, I mentioned, I'm not going to talk a lot about how we got to this design, but there's an awesome article, a two-part article, rather, on a website called Dean's with an apostrophe S Garage. So Google that if you want to read more about it. Very in-depth. There's a couple of books out there I'll talk more about in the future that talks about, you know, the Thunderbird aspect and, you know, getting to where we are with this car. I think a lot of people, we feel that you can kind of tell that Thunderbird-ish bumper uh, on the 61. And a lot of that was pulled over from some of the discussions and, and planning and, and how things got to the point where they're at now. Here we see a 61 Lincoln Continental convertible. Again, those were the only two body options. This is also another press photo. And we see essentially you got the rear uh, antenna. Uh, it's a little bit blurry. I couldn't find a high definition photo of this, so to speak. You've got the wider white wall that was on the 61 Lincoln. And you've got that distinctive front end. That's the easiest way to tell. Now, when you're looking at a side shot, uh, there's also another way that we're going to talk about, which are the wheel covers, also known as hubcaps. But if it was a side shot, I would be looking at uh, where's the antenna placement. If it's on the back, it's a 61 or 62. Uh, the wider white wall tire. Now, keep in mind, people can change that over time. I mean, original tires aren't still on these cars typically, right? So if somebody decided they needed to get new tires, they may not go with a wide white uh, I think a couple of Chris Dunn's cars from Lincoln Land that he shared photos with, if I remember correctly, it has the slimmer uh, white wall on it, which, again, we'll talk about that. Uh, and so those are a few ways to tell uh, the keyhole cover, which we'll talk about here in depth, and the which is hard to see here, the rear uh, quarter panel uh, trim uh, badging, if you will, that, that there's a standout piece there that we're going to hit upon. Now, jumping in here, I wanted to kind of just reinforce, uh, now for anybody that's a, a Lincoln purist or someone that knows the 58, 59 and 60 more than I do. I believe these are both 60 models. You would think it's a little easier to Google and find some of these images, but it's not always the case. I don't know who took the top photo, unfortunately, but the bottom one was also a press photo. I believe these are both 60, and I compared some different images. But what I wanted to show you is the top is a black 60 Continental, um, and you've got, compared to the photo you just saw a moment ago, which is the 61 convertible. So, you know, you look at them and go, wow, they, they're both big boats. One's a four-door, one's not, you know, this and that. But certainly, I don't think the images really do it justice in terms of the size. I've ridden and driven a 58, and man, it was a it was the four-door version, and it was, it was a boat. Um, and then you see below, you have the 60 and the two-door. There were a bunch of versions. I'm going to show you an example a little bit later. Uh, it kind of got confusing how many options there were, but then, of course, you see the 60 uh, press photo there. So just kind of giving you that uh, 60 versus 61 design element. Now, just to be safe, I went back, and um, there's a few sites out there where you can find the older brochures and things like that. 
These I know, for instance, are a 60 version. Uh, the top is the Continental and the bottom is the convertible. So both Continentals, but one's a convertible. Now, again, I want to shout out to Link, uh, give a huge shout out to Lincoln Land. If you ever need parts for your Lincolns, call Lincoln Land Inc. Um, you can go to LincolnLandInc.com, I believe is the official site. Uh, talk to George or anybody that answers the phone and uh, let them know that Lincoln Attic sent you. They'll take care of you. Now, these three photos were supplied by Chris, and I can't thank Chris enough. When I was posting on social media, I posted a photo and it didn't have the black painting on the back of the 61. And Chris said, hey, let me send you a couple of other photos since you're trying to reinforce the folks, the design element. Uh, and he sent me these. So again, thumbs up to Chris. Now, what I mentioned a few moments ago is if you look at this uh, tire, again, tires are a typical maintenance type thing. Every X amount of years, people are going to change those out. And in this photo here, you see the wider white wall, which we'll talk about. And then these two, both 61s right here, um, they have the thinner white wall. So that was a different design element. But the the main white wall, the, the thicker white wall was on the 61s. I think you could order it without uh, the six the, without the thicker white wall. But for the most part, that's what you see. We're going to talk more about these design elements. But again, a couple things that stuck out are number one is the antenna. On the rear, that's 61, 62 only. The biggest, um, the easiest way from a rear shot, and we'll talk about this in more detail, is this the, the pattern back here on the back, this trim, it really matches the front in terms of what I refer to as the smaller square. So those smaller squares that we'll see a better image of in a moment, they really tie into the front grill in those smaller squares, 62 rear and front really tie in 63 does as well to a certain extent but um, 61 that's the easiest way to tell right here uh, if you've got a good clear shot thanks again to chris for those now i looked extensively some real for some really good photos and this is what i came up with um certainly uh, hopefully these help visually uh, for the audience here but 61 lincoln continental front end uh website california classic or classic with an X. Here we see the front end of the all-new 61 Lincoln Continental Convertible. The front end looks eerily similar to a Thunderbird. And again, there's a whole backstory on that. Many of you that are kind of Lincoln um, you know, purists or folks that maybe find the channel that know even more than I do uh, already know this. But um, you know, that's when you um, when you look at the 61, I just kind of get that Thunderbird type feel. Uh, it's very similar to the Thunderbird of that era. Now, if you look at these squares, uh, they're just, they're not super small, but they're, I just call them, I, in my mind, they're kind of smaller squares. And we'll see a, an image here in a few moments, but it's very, it's probably not the exact same size of the rear square, but it's just basically that square pattern is, is the way I always look at it. And that matches the front in terms of those kind of, um, that square pattern, if you will. So here is a 61 Lincoln Continental side view. And the reason why I use the, the photos from California Classic is because they had some really good like front views, rear views, side by side. And I wanted you guys to get a chance to see it. This is, of course, from the passenger side. The owner or the person driving the car is kind of looking over. And it's just a, a perfect, you know, 
top up, top down type photo. You can see here the top is kind of mid-cycle. And uh, a few things that stick out. Number one, on this one, it does not have the wide white wall, so more than likely they were changed. We'll talk about the wheel covers in a few moments. And then you've got the scripting on the back is specific to 61. Although, uh, talking with Todd Allen, I was pretty certain some 62s carried over from 61. So we'll talk about that breakdown here in a moment. So 61, let's take a look again with this is a little bit better photo of the rear grid patterns uh, or grid pattern. And again, when you look at those patterns or that pattern rather, it matches the front grille in terms of the smaller squares. Again, it's just the way I refer to it as. Very uh, classy. I think the 61 looks really, really good uh, on the front and on the rear. And we'll talk more about right here, this piece of, in 61, I believe it's aluminum, but this continental scripting is is slightly different um, with the L on the end. And again, I got to thank Chris Dunn for breaking down a lot of this. Um, about a year, I guess about 12 months ago, a year ago, uh, we went to a a show that's literally a stone's throw from my house. Now, I can't throw a stone that far, but it's literally like three minutes up the road. And um, it was a Gasparilla concourse show. And Chris kind of knows the people that have done it. And uh, they've done a lot of stuff in the car community around the Tampa Bay area. And we, uh, Chris and I linked up for that show and I kind of helped do a few things. And we were sitting in his 61 that morning. We had to get there like at 6 a.m. And um, we, he started kind of breaking down a lot of the different differences in the 61. And that's where he really kind of reinforced the tail on this L. So we'll talk about that. But again, what I wanted you guys to see here is the squares in the rear really resemble that front grille. That's the easiest way to tell from kind of this shot here um, what year Lincoln it is. So here I wanted to also reinforce, you can look at uh, the same source for the photos. The, you see the squares here and you see the squares here. So I think it took me a long time to realize that for some reason, even though I've been looking at these cars and reading about them since the 90s. There was a movie I've talked about on the podcast in 89, a skateboarding movie, cult classic, certainly not a classic, called Gleaming the Cube. And there's a black 65 Lincoln Continental convertible in that film. And that was one of the reasons I was just like, wow, what is that car? I want to learn more about it. I was obviously a young teenager at that point. But, you know, looking at these cards for a long time, you know, really when you hone in, that's why I'm doing this. When you hone in on this stuff, you'll say, oh, yeah, you know, maybe you've never realized that that rear pattern right here is very similar to that front girl pattern. So there you go. Now, what I want to show you here is uh, that same concourse show Chris Dunn had stopped by. And this is Chris's 61. And it's a super nice car. What I want to show you here is a rear view of, again, the top is a convertible and um, something to point out that's a minor difference as we kind of talk more about the design aesthetics of the 61. If you've got a convertible, you have these two little separate pieces here, whereas you do not have them here. And you might be going, well, what is that for? Is that where you put the fuel in? No, the fuel goes in here on 61, the same as the sedan and convertible. But you got to remember that deck lid has to come back um, for the top to either retract or to go 
um, you know, to, to put the top up or down, basically. And those little areas there are where the hinging, um, when that deck lid comes open, that's what allows for it to go back. So, you know, that's why there's, there's that difference. That's also important because if you think about parts um, with the convertibles, a lot less production, as I've reinforced, um, less than 3,061. We'll talk about that number. But when you're looking or hunting for parts or you have a shop that misplaces parts, certainly that's not a good thing because if you've got a convertible, it's getting harder and harder to find some of this stuff. And some people don't want to part with it. Uh, they're either kind of maybe hoarding an extra part here or there just in case, or, you know, someone's maybe got a new old stock one that they don't want to sell just because they're like, hey, what if I need it one day? So that's a minor difference there in the vert versus the sedan. Okay, one of my favorite topics here in this audio segment uh, or video, if you're watching via YouTube, is the quarter panel scripting. So again, Chris Dunn, we had a great conversation a little over a year ago about this. We've got a couple of sources here, including Notorious Luxury. They've got some Lincolns on their site. There's also AP Vintage and Classic Auto Parts. Uh, and then these are photos from Chris Dunn's 61 that was at my house in December of 2022. We're going to jump more into this, but the bottom line is what you want to know is in 61, in some 62s, you, on this continental scripting here, the L has a longer uh, tail is the way it was kind of explained to me. You see that right here. It's a little bit longer and you see it's a little bit shorter. Also, the material is different. Um, my understanding is it is aluminum in 61 in some 62s. And then it's the, I believe it's pot metal in 62 and 63. Um Although they don't seem to rust as bad or not rust, but to pit as bad and things like that, that I've seen. But um, bottom line is it's aluminum in 61 and it's a little bit different. You've got the longer tail. You also have a little bit different placements for, I'll call them the pins on the back that pop through the body panel. Uh, so 61 is getting a lot harder to find. So like, let's say you have a 61 and someone misplaced it or it's broke or whatever, and you want one. There are people that reproduce some of this stuff, but you know you may end up with a non sixty one part, you know, and most people would never know. But you know that's what it takes maybe sometimes to get to that authenticity that you're looking for. Here you can see it in the two photos. These top two photos are Chris Dunn sixty one, and uh, to me it pops, you know, with that aluminum um, material, and it just looks really really classy. If you're ever in Orlando at, I forget what, um, I think it's a universal hotel. They have a couple of different um, large hotels on the property, and one of them is the Continental. Uh, it's kind of like themed, like retro car type stuff. They had a couple of old cars out front. You'll even see the Continental, uh, that same scripting on one of the buildings. It's kind of cool. Now, um, here's where... The fun really begins. And again, I want to thank Todd Allen and Chris Dunn for the conversation on this. And uh, also the Lincoln Forum. Uh, TheLincolnForum.net is a great resource for so much. I mean, a lot of this stuff is conversations that took place 15, 20 years ago. Uh, but there's just such a great archive. And I know social media has kind of taken over these different forums because people want instant gratification or instant answers which I can understand. That's the way the world is now. But uh, the Lincoln Forum certainly has a lot of good information. 
this is the scripting comparison. So the top, we've got the 61 scripting through. Really, I had it just to 61. But technically, Todd, he has an authenticity manual. And it, the cutover was 11.13.61 was the production changeover. Now, I'm glad he chimed in on one of my posts because I could have swore I've seen some 62s with the longer tail. And I thought to myself, well, maybe early back in the day, they had to get a replacement. You know, they popped it on. And I just was like, no, I've seen a few. So there were a couple of months. um, There's another feature as well that we'll talk about. There were a couple of months where they were produced with that previous uh, scripting, right? That for the quarter panel on the back. Now, I don't know, and some of you guys could maybe chime in, if, if you got the 61 scripting the pins are a little bit different on the back it's not the exact same placement as the 62 so i'm curious i guess if the quarter panel had the holes for the correct you know 61 uh scripting or you know did they just drill another hole or how they did that or you know i i I don't know i mean it's kind of a technical type thing but that's where my brain was at because if the pins were a little bit different I'm kind of thinking, well, hey, did did that also change over or did they just, you know, make do? I, I don't know. Probably too much detail. Uh, but in but bottom line is I look at it as like that's the 61. 62, 63, you have this here. Again, if you're watching through YouTube, you see that's that classic continental that we've seen so many places. And you see very subtle difference with the L a little bit longer. Uh, then you have 64 to 73, my understanding. Now, this is a photo of my 65, uh, which we refer to as Rita Hayworth. And this was an image from the Lincoln Forum, uh, the 74 through 76. So didn't want to get too crazy off the subject of what I normally talk about, but at least you have the comparison there side by side. And thanks to Todd Allen for chiming in with that 1113. 61. And I know you might be scratching your head going 61. Remember, the production started like August of each year for the next model year and went through like July-ish. So, you know, if you're thinking August, September, October, November, you know, three, three and a half, four months um, with that potential uh, part. So 61 or the Lincoln Continental Hood emblem and the Lincoln symbol. So let's talk about this. Now, some of the purists could possibly chime in. There's an article on Ford Authority that breaks down supposedly the Lincoln logo throughout the years. It says, in 1960, Lincoln once again overhauled its logo, uh, this time taking on a similar four-point star within a a stylized rectangle, marking the first time a modern Lincoln star was used on a production vehicle. I, I looked at this from a couple different angles. The 58 and up, so 58 through 65 hood emblem is the same. So I don't know if this portion here in terms of the emblem, which again, we'll talk more about here in a moment. I don't know if it was referring to just the logo for the company in general or if Ford Authority maybe had that incorrect. I mean, believe me, I've sourced things before that are not right. Uh, But I just wanted to point out that's what they said. And that's a 1960 brochure. Um, on the right is what you see, the 1961 Lincoln Continental. They talk about it redefined the luxury branding with the logo emblazoned here in gold. I don't want to spend a lot of time on that particular subject because I'd like for people to chime in if they kind of know what the thought process there. Did it really change? 
Um, or was it just more of like the branding for the company? Because remember in 61, now you have Lincoln Continental versus Continental by Lincoln and all of that kind of stuff. Now here, speaking with Chris Dunn, again, he reinforced 58 to 64 has the same hood ornament, except for the 58, 59, and 60 Capri or Premier, which we're not going to go down that bunny trail. But you can see here, you've got the star on top um, for some of it. And then you've got, uh, this was in 60 though. So I want to reinforce in 60, they even showed the four point star. Now, um, just to go and throw this out there, 58 and 59 Lincoln Continental hood emblems. So you can kind of see here, it's the same. And then this was a 59. These are different brochures. And uh, that's reinforcing kind of what we're talking about here. All right. So my next favorite thing to talk about here in uh, this presentation or this audio portion, if you will, Lincoln Continental keyhole cover. Now, rest in peace to Tim Nill. Uh, years ago, I was out at his place, and um, he had a 62, and he was, you know, always talking about the car, and he said, hey, yeah, this was an early production car because it had the keyhole cover, which we want to talk about. I was intrigued about it then, and of course, since then, I've learned a lot more, but 61 features a keyhole cover that also made it onto some 62 Lincolns, and what you can see right here is underneath this is the driver door it's also on the passenger side uh you've got this little thing where you can put your fingernail or you can put your key and kind of just move it up and then slide your key in this is from the actual 61 brochure or one of the brochures now it also made itself onto some 62s again thanks todd allen and this is the 61-62 lincoln continental authenticity manual the bottom line is let's keep it simple Cars built before September 15th of 61 have the keyhole cover, which is the square bezel and cover. And you can see right there that is from the, actually, I take that back. That's the 1961 through 1963 Lincoln Continental Authenticity Manual. So that's one of those mid-production uh, changeovers, you know, for whatever reason they decided maybe they didn't want to do it anymore or whatever the reason uh, maybe there were complaints about it. Who knows? That probably is what led it. But um, thanks, Todd Allen, for that information. So pretty cool stuff there. Um, I think I have another slide that we'll get to that. Maybe this slide was out of um, – there might be a slide that's out of um, sequence here. Okay. So next, Jim Ayers. Huge shout-out to Jim. Jim has chimed in a bunch. Again, sometimes the cars I post, you know, the 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 hubcaps, also known as wheel covers, sometimes they're they've been changed or they're missing or whatever. The you can't always see this in a side view or depending on you know how good the image is of the of the photo. But Jim always reinforces this, and and I can't thank Jim enough because sometimes I forget. I mean, this is a lot to remember. Uh, but sixty one Lincoln Continental sedans and convertibles both feature a one-year-only wheel cover. And the big difference, the only difference is uh, it has the Continental logo in the middle. So if you did not know that, now you know. Um, I have a set of 62, well, I have I have two 62 hubcaps, um, 62 slash 63. And uh, the difference is between those two that I have, they're in great condition, kind of wall hangers. And this, what you see here from a 61, again, is the emblem in the middle. So um, 
actually the two things that are different, the emblem and I'm glad I put this in here in the continental. So these say Lincoln continental. And it's hard to tell if the point, I doubt the point is any different. It looks like I, based upon this photo, but I think it's the same. I think it's just because the Lincoln logo's there. Uh, they're not indexed the same. So you see the, the valve stem here, hole in the valve stem there, but you get the point. So 61 uh, Lincoln Continental sedans and convertibles both feature a larger white wall tire that you see here. Okay, so let's look at this. Um, again, we're talking about in this portion, this audio portion, this video, this is the exterior aesthetic. So these are some things that will help you tell these different years apart. And some of the behind uh, possibly why, of course, is what we're talking about. But 62 model year. Um, 62 was the model year that American car manufacturers universally changed from the full width wide wall tire to a narrow strip or what they refer to as a narrow brand white wall design. There is an older discussion in the Lincoln Forum on this, so I can't thank those guys enough for kind of always putting this information out there. Many of us knew like in the 50s with the bigger fin era and you move into the 60s and they kind of get away from that, right? The design. And this was also one of those things that kind of changed. The 50s had the wider white wall tires and you'll see a lot of people, older folks, um, which are, uh, I, I appreciate them always chiming in and saying, you know, I don't like the wider white wall tires. I get it. Um, one of the key things there is it was more of the 50s. And a lot of those folks remember that. They remember that, you know, the 50s were, they came and gone. And then now with the 60s, you didn't have as many wide white walls. So totally get that. Prior to 62, most white walls were roughly three to four inches wide and uh, started at the bead of the tire. Uh, the new for 62 style had a black area extending out, which you see down here, from the bead by an inch or so, and then a white stripe section about an inch wide in the, um, in the back to the black sidewall. IIRC two cars introduced the new white wall style in 61 model year the Corvair Monza, and the Falcon Futura. The 57 and 58 Cadillac Eldorado Baritz was also factory equipped with a narrow band white wall. So just a few different references there. But bottom line is, talking about the Lincolns, in 61, you've got the wide white, and 62, 63, as an example, since it had a very similar wheel cover, uh, you see the narrower band, if you will, white wall. What do you like more? If you're on YouTube, please leave a comment. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you can thumbs up this episode, or if you're listening to like Podbean, you can leave a comment. Um, you can leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It's free to do that. Okay, let's keep moving ahead. 61, 62, 63. This is just an example as a comparison. Some of this is literature. Kind of hard to find sometimes, but... Uh, this was leading, this was coming out with the new 64, and you'll see at the bottom, you will also immediately recognize the 64 Lincoln Continental. The reason why I wanted to show this is, again, it shows the 61 had the wider white wall, 62 also had the rear antenna, 63 does not have the rear antenna. Additional details, LCOC Authenticity Manual. Several manufacturers supplied, again, this is from the Lincoln Forum, so I quoted Tires to Lincoln, including General, Goodyear, Goodrich, and Firestone. Other manufacturers 
may have also been used. Sedans without air conditioning are equipped with 9.00 by 14 ply or 4 ply rated with a load range B. Sedans with air conditioning in all convertibles are equipped with 9.5 by 14 ply or 4 ply rated tires with a load range of B. At 61, the wide white wall of approximately 2.5 inches is provided. In 62 and later years, the narrower one-inch wall is used. It is felt that the wider white wall could be requested in 62 at no cost option. Also, um, an, an optional six-ply one-inch tire wide white wall, sidewall tire is offered in 63. So uh, a lot there to unpack. The one thing, again, they believe in 62 you could get the wider white wall and I think that's what I was confusing earlier when I was talking about in 61, you may have been able to order with a thinner. That may not be true. That I think is where I got confused here. So maybe my misconception. But in 62, it sounds like you could have ordered with the wider white. Most people probably didn't. Going back to this, um, this was, I think, again, the sequencing. I've spent a lot of time putting this, pulling this together, so my apologies. But going back to the keyhole uh, cover, this rest in peace was Tim Nils, 62. Eventually, I ended up helping sell this car, and um, it went to someone that we know. This 62, you can see here, it's hard to see, but I wanted to show you. This is a photo on the trailer. You see the 62 front end, so that's what I want to reinforce. This is a 62. You see the longer rectangles for 6.2, which we'll talk more about that in a future video. But you can see here, it does have the keyhole cover. Um, I don't have a picture of the VIN plate, but again, going back to what we talked about earlier, this would have been uh, an early production. So that August up to mid-September of 61 for the 62 model year. Okay, so uh, 61 rear quarter panel script was made of aluminum versus the identical appearing 62 to 63. Uh, because it's far less durable, the correct ones for 61, people have said, are pretty much scarce by now. The mounting pin locations, as I mentioned, are unique to 61, and the tail of the L is longer than 62-63. So again, some of those, I think I had them out of sequence there. Okay, I just added this a little while ago. Uh, if you've watched any of my review videos for a lot of bring a trailer and eBay type listing reviews, you know that I love to talk about these numbers. Basically, you had four hard tops that were produced, again, internally only. I know people say that they've seen them back in the day and whatnot. Um, all I can tell you is bottom line is 22,303 sedans at just over $6,000. And for $646 more, uh, you could get a convertible. And that was, uh, there were only 2,857 produced. Okay, so this brochure is a little bit more rare. Again, you can find more details online. Now that you know what we've talked about here is you see the rear antenna, 61 only. It's tougher to see the script here, but this would have been the 61 uh, only script for the most part. You've got the keyhole cover. You have the wider white wall tire. You have the uh, wheel cover, also known as a hubcap, with without the Lincoln Continental written in it, but the Lincoln Star, and then we see the 61 front end. Those are the main design um, items, if you will, that I look for when I'm comparing this to go, wow, is this a 61, 62, or 63? Those three years are kind of in a class of their own because they're very similar, uh, whereas in 64, they were extended just a little bit and other changes.
I love this brochure. Again, this is more of a rare brochure, but you've got the Lincoln logo we looked at earlier. Uh, an invitation to see the most exciting car in America. Now, I'm not going to read through all of these. This one I did read through earlier, talking about the size difference. Uh, this talks about um, the car is a little bit shorter, and it compares, obviously, the Cadillac. Cadillac's had a lot more sales. And with the 58, 59, and 60 Lincolns not selling as well, you know, they wanted to kind of slim things up a little bit and, and become more of a, you know, a, a, uh, a competitor, if you will. Uh, this talks about the 24,000 mile warranty. Again, you can pause this stuff on YouTube if you would like. There's a lot of other information in here where it talks about it's carefully built and they do um, so much testing that you don't have to do the thousand mile oil change that's typically recommended. Every Lincoln Continental V8 receives a three hour test. They spent just gobs of time and resources making these cars. Um, super reliable. I see people all the time chime in and go, oh, these cars weren't reliable back in the day. And everybody's going to have their opinion and take on things. But certainly, I, I don't I don't agree with that. I would assume, you know, sure, some people could have had issues. But the amount of time and effort they put in these cars, I, I just don't see that being possible. The 61 Lincoln Continental additional details here. It says it's the quietest, most comfortable car you've ever driven. Again, this is a little bit more rare of one of the brochures. It talks about the comfort uh, contoured seats, superior body insulation, and rubber uh, cushionized ride. Uh, this goes into detail about the only Lincoln Continental uh, featuring center opening rear doors for added convenience. Remember, this was a brand new concept in 61, and it was the first time in a while that we had rear uh, coach doors, suicide doors, if you will. But um, this talks about some of those different uh, other aspects too, with the vacuum powered door locks, uh, just a lot of things that were revolutionary, I guess, to a certain extent for this era, hydraulic power for windshield wipers, new use of electric power to operate the windshield wiper pump, dual power heater for two heating units, one for each side of the car operated by a single control, power steering, power brakes, power windows, all standard equipment. This goes into some of the, the details between the Lincoln Continental, the Cadillac 62 and El Dorado, the Crown Imperial, and the 60 Continental, talking about the shoulder room and things like that. Uh, and then Lincoln Continental offers the only four-door convertible in America. So that's in the upper right. Again, you know, you would imagine, you know, nowadays you just test ride a vehicle or test drive a vehicle and you kind of go, I love it, you know, and I'm going to take it. But back then, you know, these were things that they probably sat down with people and, you know, people were taking their cars on road trips all the time. I mean, people do that now, but I mean, we have SUVs and things like that. You know, some of this stuff would have been good for the salespeople to have. The most complete automatic top of any convertible, just a touch of a button, talking about, uh, just how amazing it is. Uh, with the top down, the convertible, the Lincoln Continental convertible is only 36 inches high to the top of the doors with graceful, uninterrupted rear deck contour. So just that sleek design that we all love about the convertibles, especially when the top is down, that's what they're reinforcing there. No expense, effort, or materials were spared to make the Lincoln Continental body the finest of any luxury car. And certainly, uh, they talk about here galvanized steel inherently two to three times more rust resistant than conventional steel. I know a lot of us have seen these cars rusted out, uh, 
but remember some of these cars a lot of them were were babied but a lot of them also were treated to very harsh winters and things like that and although they had all these great things on these cars um you know there was only so much you know that they weren't bulletproof if you will 61 Lincoln Continental, the finest value in luxury car field. It kind of talks about some of those key things like the twin range turbo drive trans, dual heater and defroster, so on and so forth. No expense, effort, or materials were spared to make the Lincoln. So some of the same kind of reinforcement there that might have been a duplicate screenshot. The two-year 24,000 mile was a key thing. You know, imagine... Uh, them reinforcing to someone to spend sixty five hundred ish dollars, you know, let's call it six to seven thousand dollars back then. That was a lot of money. That would have been a good selling point. Now I'm not going to go through this. I'm just going to actually click through them. So in case you want to pause any of this, this is the dealer brochure. I have one. I have one right here. So a lot of this is kind of scan stuff, but. Um, you can find these on eBay. People like to collect them and, you know, kind of reminisce. I love the photos in them. Uh, this photo, actually, a lot of people have talked about that the B pillar is not there on the passenger side. It's really hard to tell how the picture was taken, but I trust people. And it's it's hard for me to tell, but th that's one I wanted to kind of comment on. But I'll just kind of go through these. Um, in case you want to pause it or if anything catches your eye. The cool thing about these cars is there's not a lot of photos from that era. It's hard to find this stuff. So, you know, having the dealer brochure or one of the reasons why I do this is it's not to say that I know more than anyone else because I certainly don't, but it's kind of just to curate the information and pull it all together to help tell the story because I love these cars so much. And when I would look on YouTube, there wasn't anyone really doing what I'm doing. So certainly appreciate uh, the support. These are a couple of the ads. I've got a few hanging here in my office as well. Uh, but um, these are some of the ones that kind of stuck out to me. Uh, they've reinforced throughout these um, just different aspects, as you as you would imagine. 461, you've got all the different colors. And now that you know some of the key things, you probably could look at some of these images without the year listed and say, oh, I know that front end. Oh, the wider white wall tires, the star on the wheel cover, uh, things like that. And with that being said, I think that's all I wanted to cover. I thought it was going to take a lot longer. Uh, 61 Lincoln Continental exterior design aesthetics. If you guys like this content enough, uh, possibly I'll go and do the other years. I mean, that was my intention. Uh, obviously, I want to see how you guys kind of react to this. Uh, there's other aspects of the 61 that we can talk about. This was only the exterior kind of design aesthetics, but got to thank the men and women that helped design these cars. Uh, I know it was mostly men in that era that were got the lion's share of the credit, but for any of the women that also worked on the assembly lines uh, or in the front offices, right? Any aspect, whether it was, you know, pulling this stuff together, uh, it was a group effort. And it's crazy to think that a lot of this was done without computers, mind blowing to me. So uh, typical, uh, I want to go just give a tip of the cap to all those folks. And, uh, I'm so thankful that Lincoln Mercury or Lincoln motor company, if you will, that they designed such an awesome car that, you know, even a lot of us, I was a lot younger a few years ago, it seemed like, but that we all fell in love with. And now, you know, in 2024, 
you know, we look at it and say, man, we, we love these cars. Uh, some people obviously customize them. Some don't, some love them either way. I get it. It just is what it is, but certainly they are a timeless car in the 61, whether you love or hate it, uh, it's timeless. So with that being said, thank you so much for the support. If you listen through Spotify or one of those podcast apps, again, please jump over to YouTube, search Lincoln Addict and, uh, listen to this portion of the podcast, if you will, because you will be able to see the visual aspect of it as well. If you want to find um, more ways to listen, you can go to LincolnAttic.com. And Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you so much for the support. Stay under rise. We out of here. Peace.